0: Welcome to the podcast. Some people tend to send me questions via social media, some people send them via email, and I answer them directly. But I decided to take a bunch of them that I got both ways and answer them right on uh, the podcast today because a lot of them uh, tend to be the same questions that come up. Seems like a lot of people are interested in the same uh... type of information so i thought i would answer some of them today and um... really uh, one of the first things i get is always which is better social media or mass media well that really depends on the goal in general if you have the budget mass media will always get messages across and improve your branding and positioning faster and uh, maybe even with more lasting impact. TV, newspapers, et cetera, are more likely to be seen by more people and be more verifiable. The, the caveat is, of course, that it requires a larger budget. The, the original lure of social media to advertisers and marketers, of course, was the low cost. And there's that dream goal of creating a video that has gone viral. Well, I'm sure you know by now the chances of producing a video that goes viral are pretty slim. I do love the way you could target social media, however, and the cost of boosting posts or advertising is still very reasonable because it's just a young media and it's hard to track. But don't count on just creating original posts and that sufficing for your marketing because I'll tell you, just Facebook, which is the largest social media out there right now as far as a number of people on it, less than 20% of your posts are even seen. That's the people that are following you. So imagine those outside of that. So you really have to consider spending money even if it's social media. It comes down to if you need some awareness, there's nothing that's going to beat mass media right off the bat. Take a look at the large advertisers. The largest advertisers in the United States, the largest traditional advertising, top 10, even the top 200, They also are the largest advertisers on social media. They have the largest presence on both. Even though they've moved into social media, if you check budgets today versus budgets 10 years ago, you're going to see that traditional media budget stayed the same and they actually increased their budget and added social media. You know why? They don't want to give up that traditional media because they know it gets a response. That means the same thing for you. If you could afford television with your budget in your local market, do it. If you could afford some mass media, Going social media only, first of all, means you need to be good at that. Secondly, you still need a budget to do that also. So what works better? It really depends on your particular type of product or service, but almost every product or service is going to do better on mass media if you could afford it. What's my favorite marketing quote I'm asked here is another question. Well, I like to say everything, say nothing. And that refers to the dangers of jamming too many words into your ad. Try saying everything and it'll be impossible for anyone to understand or remember your message. Here's another question. How much money do people make on YouTube? I'm not sure what that has to do with marketing, but I'll answer it anyway. The formula is actually based on ad views, but I'm just going to give you in general terms. You can make like $10,000 for every 100,000 views. That's a lot easier said than done. If you've ever posted something, you'll see. But in 2014, you will not believe this, I tell you, there's a person who simply unpacks and shows the features of new Disney toys. And her videos, with no animation or special effects, all she does is take them out, you see her hands, you hear her voice, and she shows each character, what they do, and each feature of the toys. She made $4.9 million in 2014. But go ahead and look, look those up, and you'll see that she's got millions of views. Kids love to see them. Parents love to see them before they purchase the toys. So I know that might amaze you, but that's true. I hope you have some luck at that, but you have to get at least 100,000 views to start making some serious money on YouTube. What's the difference between branding and positioning? That's a good question. Both terms are overused because they focus on one aspect of your marketing, whereas, you know, most organizations like yours and mine, you need a comprehensive approach. Now, a brand may include all aspects of your identity that's branding name logo colors etc and you know branding's about repetition of your name and your brand image and positioning position refers to the ranking in the customer's mind of your product or your service as compared to the competition positioning differentiates your product or service it kinda makes it more desirable and positioning aligns you or your product with consumer interests and it also creates like an attraction or action and it's simple terms and this is just a very simple way to look at it Branding tells people what to buy. Positioning tells people why to buy it. Now, what are my favorite taglines? Well, I'm going to tell you, my favorite taglines are simply those that last the longest, the ones that had the biggest impact, the ones that are remembered. Examples might be BMW's Ultimate Driving Machine, Nationwide's Nationwide is on your side. That's also a Jingle. You'll see Peyton Manning now kind of singing it. He brought some humor to it. Those have lasted a long time and really have stood the test of time, and they still have impact. and they still make a lot of sense whether you believe them or not, whether you believe an insurance companies on your side, I don't know. And also, they're seldom seen now, but slogans with like some animation are historically among the most successful. I don't typically fit into the market where I would see these ads, but Tony the Tiger has been a longtime leader with that. They're great. And the Jolly Green Giant with Ho 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 Green Giant. Those have lasted literally decades. They're still being used in some form or another, probably Green Giant more than Tony the Tiger. Now, what are the best fundraisers for nonprofits? Well, I guess that's a marketing question. It's unlikely the ice bucket challenge as was done for ALS will ever be topped for the amount of dollars that were raised. But actually, the best fundraisers today are less about raising money at any one event. You could use them to create awareness, demonstrate support, and then get some new people to follow and advocate for them. Fundraising, overall giving in the United States has not gone over about 12.5% of the gross national product in maybe 50, 60 years. So you're basically fighting someone else for another nonprofit for that money so you need to stand out that's the key if you could at least create awareness and demonstrate support and get some new people to follow you then you've done your job and that would be a good fundraiser whatever does that type of thing okay thanks for listening i appreciate you checking in on our podcast stay tuned we've got some more coming up and remember to keep using marketing that makes a difference